you are constantly learning from everybody around you. It could be people who are reporting to you, people who are, um, you know, your peer level or your superiors, but, but learning and asking questions, you know, of why are we doing this? What is the overarching objective? Sometimes people at that level, they get very much into the details, the day-to-day, which is important, which is very, very important. But I would encourage the, the, them to kind of step back and say, okay, what's the, what are we trying to do here? What are we trying to achieve? And sometimes when they do that, they'll get a spark and they'll say, okay, there's a better way. Is a better way, and I think that's that's very exciting, especially for for people who have got I mean tremendously intelligent, talented, dedicated, passionate people who are working every day on these things like this. Welcome to another episode of the brand called You, a podcast and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience, and wisdom from hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. If you're new to our channel, please consider subscribing to it and hit the bell icon so that you never miss an update. I am your host, Ashutosh Garg, and today I'm very privileged to welcome a very, very senior corporate executive from the US, Ranjit Banerjee. Ranjit, welcome to the show. Thank you, Ashutosh. Uh, Thank you. Ranjit is the CEO of Cold Chain Technologies. Uh, He was earlier with Beckton Dickinson as president, USA, USA and Canada region. So Ranjit, let's talk a little bit about cold chain technologies. Tell me about the work that you are doing because cold chains are very critical. Yeah, it's it's an exciting time for our industry. So uh, cold chain technologies was uh, actually established more than 50 years ago in Massachusetts near Mm -hmm. Boston. And with the purpose of uh, really ensuring that when drugs, vaccines and biologics, Mm -hmm. when they are transported around, how do you make sure that you can provide uh, thermal integrity assurance, right? right? Because it's, it's, as you can imagine, you know, you can uh, develop the best vaccine, you can manufacture the best vaccine, but if it's not transported under tight, very tight conditions um, and all the way up till it's delivered inside the body, you could lose all the efficacy right. and you, you could have a patient safety issue and a health issue. And it's not just vaccines. It's a lot of drugs and biologics. If you look at where pharmaceutical research is going, uh, large molecule formulation, cell and gene therapy, all of these require not just temperature monitoring, but condition monitoring. And that's kind of what we do. That's our our forte. Fascinating. And, you know, you are shipping all over the world. How do you manage temperature-sensitive material in the developing world? It's a great question. It's, uh, so what we do is um, we have a, a very good capability for design of these, of these packages. So we have uh, our R&D scientists and teams uh, here in Boston area. We, we have um, teams that are, uh, they have tremendous capabilities in what I call thermal design, right? So they would look at all kinds of conditions, ambient conditions, the requirements for the drug that, that needs to be maintained and using proprietary materials like phase change materials and other design techniques, we come up with, a, with, a, uh, with an optimized design. And that's the key word, optimized, because if you over-design it, there are cost implications. If you under-design it, there's a performance implications, right? Mm-hmm. So 
The second thing we do is then test it. Because one is to design something and how do you know this is going to really work? So we have got tremendous testing capabilities here, probably one of the largest in the world, where we put these designs under actual conditions. We simulate these conditions and then make sure we go through a whole performance qualification and um, design qualification to ensure that these are robust. Uh, the last thing I'll say is also we're constantly learning. And this is very important. So every time we, we send millions of shipments, we're constantly looking at the data to see are there various areas we can improve, new technologies, also exploring a lot in the digital space. Mm -hmm. How do we get more uh, and better at tracking conditions using the latest di digital technologies? Fascinating. And, you know, these days, of course, vaccines are the most critical life-saving uh, items that are available in the world or and vaccines need cold chains like never before. So tell me, how is technology supporting transportation of vaccines? Yeah, there, there are uh, very many elements uh, when it comes to um, what I call in-transit mm -hmm. integrity assurance. How do you ensure that from the plant to patient, right, from the plant of a Pfizer or a Moderna or a AstraZeneca all the way to patient, the integrity of the vaccine is maintained. Mm -hmm. Again, the way it's done is that our teams get involved pretty early on in the process to make sure that we are designing the right package, the testing that happens after that. We then uh, also, uh, we actually have uh, a lot of manufacturing capacity, but because COVID was so um, massive in scale Correct. And, and just the, the magnitude of what we were doing, we set up a whole new manufacturing plant in Tennessee, mm. uh, which is very close to Tennessee's the kind of the logistics hub where, where we got all our partners there with UPS, FedEx, and all these partners are there. So uh, in Lebanon, Tennessee, we, we set up a whole dedicated operation just for COVID uh, support for uh, thermal assurance packaging. So that's kind of the, th the third part of our, uh, how we support that. The last piece is digital tracking. So we launched a whole digital platform um, where we can actually track these packages as they go around globally. Uh, and you can track not just the location, you can also track the condition. Mm. So that is very critical because if you think of, you've got to be having an assurance that when the vaccine is about to be delivered, it is safe. Correct. It was safe when it left the plant all the quality assurance measures assure that, and it's been safe all the way through transit. So that's kind of all the different elements of technology we bring uh, to, to our partners. Very well said. So, you know, as I was reading about cold chain technologies, you're like a super large supply chain company. And I want to ask you a few questions on supply chains. Uh, I've often said that supply chains haven't got their a place in the sun or the attention they deserve uh, till the last few years. And suddenly you've got President Biden talking about it, Prime Minister Modi talking about it, everyone's talking supply chains. Yet supply chains have been impacted very significantly by the, by the pandemic. I wanted to ask you, how have you handled cold chain technologies um, in the pandemic uh, across the whole world? So what we did was um, 
because we had deep expertise um, uh, in, in the space, fairly early on, we said that we have to be ready and prepared uh, for as and when the vaccine comes out, we should be ready and prepared. So back even when the, when the vaccine was back in like September, uh, I would say August, September, October of last year, mm. uh, when the vaccines were starting to be developed, we started pulling together capacity to support the distribution of the vaccine. So we started uh, setting up a whole new manufacturing plant just dedicated for um, COVID. Um, we started designing new solutions uh, for COVID. We brought in digital tracking capabilities for COVID and we formed new partnerships okay. for COVID. Mm -hmm. And this is very important. I think in a way, you know, if you think about what COVID did in spite of all the, the negative aspects of COVID, it did bring up, there was a silver lining, it didn't bring up the best in some of the organizations, which is how did collaborate, how do you come together to combat something as vicious as this pandemic. Mm -hmm. So we, we prepared for that as a result of that, we were ready when the vaccines came out, we, our products were ready, uh, our partners were ready, our tracking capabilities were ready, and, and we just managed to distribute and as of date I can I think I can share this with this public information we probably our products have been involved with more than 300 million uh, vaccine doses being distributed globally incredible incredible and I'm glad you're doing something like this because you know vaccine especially for COVID is going to be an annual feature and the whole world will need it every year so True. And, and, you know, Ashutosh, the other thing which is very, very important to realize, I've actually spoken about it in different forums, is it's, it's the other learning from this whole thing is that you cannot manage pandemic and COVID-19 you know, at a national level. You have to manage this at a global level. Well said, yes. If you, if you, if you, it's like what you call it whack-a-mole, right? If you, if you, if you don't stamp it out in across the world, it'll keep popping back up and we are a connected world today so very that's well. kind of what we need to do very well said so you know my next question to you is that you know and, and again this relates to a situation where the world is beginning to change very dramatically we were we had moved almost entirely to a borderless world but now suddenly the borders seem to be coming up again what happens to supply chains across board the world where now restrictions are beginning to come up I, I think it's it's going to be interesting because there are kind of two two forces there's a tension here so the one one tension as you rightly said is when you think when you this pandemic etc it it stops to some extent it impedes cross-border trans you know transport and, and logistics on the other side What's also coming, becoming very, very clear, the only way to combat this is to have cross-border international alliances. So you, you can see what's happening now is there are companies, like even if you take the top pharma companies, they're increasingly partnering around the world to make these, hmm. these vaccines. And it's not no longer made in, in one geography or one country, right? So there's a need to form alliances. There's a need to form partnerships. And, and the, the revolution that is growing increasingly, that it's all or, or nothing in the sense that you all have to come together to solve this problem is, I think, becoming very evident. So you, we are seeing very interesting 
partnerships evolve where like it was probably even unthinkable three or four years ago where even drug companies who are traditional competitors are saying, okay, can we work together where, it, okay, it's my formulation, but it's your manufacturing location because I, I cannot manufacture this all around the world. So it's my formulation, but I can teach you and you make it. And, and same thing with distributors, right? So I think it's also bringing out the best in terms of collaboration, international collaboration to fight the pandemic. So interesting, very interesting tension here. <laughs> My own take is the collaboration will win. It okay. has to. Well, I agree. Collaborations have always won in the past, but sometimes changes happen. So, uh, you know, Ranjit, let's talk a little bit about technology. Um, and I've been speaking to a lot of people. And I said, when I was growing up, and I'm much older than you, you know, the purchase managers, only technology used to be a, a good ERP. Today, you've got artificial intelligence, you've got machine learning, you've got robotics, drones for delivery, and so many amazing things are happening. And for a company like Cold Chain Technologies, which is at the cutting edge of technology, how are you handling all the new technologies for your supply, supply chains? So the way we are looking at it is, Ashutosh, is we are starting with um, what problem are we trying to solve or what is the unmet need out there? Right. Um, so in a way, we are almost not starting with technology first, right? Mm -hmm. So, so we, we, we go through an exercise which is very robust, which is very kind of outward in as opposed to inward out. It's outward in meaning... We talk to a lot of stakeholders trying to understand what are some of the biggest challenges out there if you really want to transform the, 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 the life science logistics, life science um, transportation of drugs and vaccines. What are some of the challenges out there? And then kind of starting there, come back to, okay, how do we address those challenges? And then you bring in technology partners who along with us and say, okay, what are the host of technologies available to solve those challenges, mm -hmm. right? The, the most interesting thing I find today is, uh, on the, especially on the digital side, mm -hmm. um, just in the last, I would say, five, six, seven years, um, digital technologies have advanced so much that uh, you can now solve a lot of the problems that were not possible before through data through analytics through you know use of ai ml etc that was not possible earlier mm -hmm. so but but i i we, we try to back into the technology as a, as opposed to start with the technology mm -hmm. okay um, one or maybe two more questions on supply chains before i move to the next segment uh, when i was reading about you you know, there was also, I read that you are also talking of creating customized cold supply chains in life sciences. Um, help me understand this. So, so what happens is often we work with uh, our partners and um, let's say they, they are saying, look, we want to, uh, we are coming up with this uh, product or this, this drug uh, that we feel will be used in these parts of the world. Uh, we, you know, we need a special uh, design that can take care of, of these needs. So we have, um, so we form these innovation partnerships mm -hmm. with, uh, with these partners and we customize our solutions 
for them, right? So, um, so it, it is what we bring to the table is all our uh, thermal design expertise, our um, digital expertise, um, our manufacturing, etc. But we customize the solutions to specifically what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, and in starting with, okay, wh- where where is this going to go? Which markets? Which conditions? Which time of the year? Uh, what's the you know um, size of the load and population it will serve, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Very interesting. And one last question on related to cold chain and supply chain. You know, when you are uh, delivering to the developing world, and I know I used to see this when I was. Uh, you know, running Guardian Pharmacy, a lot of the high-value products that were being delivered in uh, cold chains used to get stolen. How do you mitigate risk? It's a very, very good question again. So I think there is new technologies that are coming where you can, it's all around what is called product security, where you can um, actually track and trace um, what we call the pedigree, so we need the handoffs and make sure that it's very secure. Uh, so there is um, increasingly uh, more and more focus on uh, what is called product security. There are laws that are coming in. In the US, there's a law. There's, uh, I think uh, Europe is coming in with, with, uh, with the law as well, mm-hmm. uh, which can um, ensure that you don't have counterfeit drugs, etc., uh, but to me, that it's a combination of going to be a combination of um, having very solid uh, partnerships along with technology mm-hmm. that uh, that assures that when I talk about in transit integrity assurance, uh, an element of that is also product security, mm-hmm. making sure that you have uh, you know the pedigree, you know exactly how the handoffs have taken place, and and. You know, it's interesting now there is technologies out there with, with like blockchain, et cetera, where you can use those technology to achieve those results that didn't exist like four or five years ago. Very true. Right. Very true. Well said. So I'm now going to move to a few questions for you personally. I think I have time for three or four questions for you. Uh, my first question is that, you know, you had an amazing career, very successful, reached right to the very top. As you look back, what would you say are three key milestones or pivots in your life or your career? I was, um, you know, um, asked to lead a, a pretty significant um, operational transformation, you know, which is very common. Uh, people say, okay, can we take costs out of our, mm-hmm. of our products without sacrificing quality? And I was leading that for, for, for my company at that time. And uh, as I was thinking about it, I said, it's, it's not so much about taking cost out. I think it becomes, do we have the right product which are designed for those markets? Mm-hmm. Right? So, so t- to me, the, 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 this was a very big pivot where taking costs out is a very kind of uh, inward looking strategy, right? As opposed to, okay, do we even have the right? Are we trying to sell a Lexus in a in a in a geography which doesn't even have the right roads? <laughs> you know, so you got to. So it was the, the it was a pivot. That pivot for me was how do you switch from inside to getting more outward in? You start looking for what's going on. How do you take all these connect these data points and make sense? So that was kind of one pivot. The other one for me was um, this whole. Uh, 
focus on creating, um, you know, doing something which is good for society. You know, how do you do well as a business by doing good, right? Um, these are, these are, there's a whole session I had attended by um, this um, uh, called, uh, you know, the, the whole mission driven. How do you, how do you get mission driven? Right. And it's very powerful because you create um, strategies that are definitely, yes, every, every company, every organization wants to be profitable. And that's okay. That's good because if you're not profitable, you're not sustainable. But having said that, can you do something more? And that pivot was very important because increasingly, and you talked about Ashutosh, the work you're doing to support young talent and people who are growing, a lot of the people now are not just looking for money. Mm. They're looking to join an organization that is mission-driven. Very well. That's trying to make a change, mm. right? So that was, I think, another pivot. That's one reason I joined CCD as well. I mean, this was a great time to come in where we, there's, a, there's a pandemic going on. So I, I think those are a couple of the moments I've had. I think the the, the last one I would say is um, I was involved with uh, um, a, a huge, a massive integration. We, we um, my previous company had bought a, uh, uh, one of the largest uh, acquisitions in that year, and I was leading the, um, the 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 division that was responsible for this. So uh, there, I learned the importance of culture. Okay. Right, and it's 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 you know it's it's almost like a sounds nice motherhood and apple pie word, but uh, culture is so vital um, in what you do and, and and you know how you engage the organization, how do you express what you stand for. So those have been some of my learnings. Fabulous, fabulous. So I'm going to move on now, and uh, my next question is that someone who's sitting right at the very top, from where you are today, what does success mean to Ranjit? I think to me, it's the uh, most exciting thing is uh, is uh, how do you um, how do you use what you have learned to transform mm-hmm. areas uh, where and the transformation has to have a positive impact, not just for the company but for society. Mm-hmm. So, to me, even as I come in and think, I mean, one is yes, can I? make CCT, for instance, my current company, Colchin Technologies, bigger and then we are, I mean, we're growing and everything. The other is, can you transform the Colchin? Can you, can you make it more reliable that can save lives, that can ensure that, you know, the vaccines and everything is, is, is transported in a very, you know, very uh, careful manner, right? So I think the approach to me is, you know, success is that, is, is what impact are you making? Right. And you can do that at any level of the organization. Well said. Well said. Well said. And a follow up question to success is who or what inspires you? I, I think um, the ability to see a challenge, mm-hmm. then to find a way where you can, you know, organize and galvanize your team and other stakeholders to get to that. That's what I think I find very exciting. Take something that is, uh, that has a, a transformational potential and going after it. Fabulous. Right? Fabulous. And my last question to you, Ranjit, and this are for the thousands of people who will listen to our conversation. What would your advice be to a young individual who's starting off on her or his corporate journey? I, I think this... Uh, 
this aspect of learning, you know, uh, is is very important. I call it like 360 degree learning, which is you are constantly learning from everybody around you. It could be people who are reporting to you, people who are, um, you know, your peer level or your superiors, but, but learning and asking questions, you know, of why are we doing this? What is the overarching objective? Sometimes people at that level, they get very much into the details, the day-to-day, which is important, which is very, very important. But I would encourage the, the, them to kind of step back and say, okay, what's the, what are we trying to do here? What are we trying to achieve? And sometimes when they do that, they'll get a spark and they'll say, okay, there's a better way. Is a better way, and I think that's that's very exciting, especially for for people who have got I mean tremendously intelligent, talented, dedicated, passionate people who are working every day on these things like this. They find a better way when they step back. So I would request them and urge them to continue learning and asking questions. Wonderful, Rajiv. Thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure talking to you. Thank you for this incredible journey you've taken me on Cold Chain Technologies and all the incredible stuff you're doing for the pandemic and for vaccines. Thank you again and good luck. Thank you, Ashutosh. Great to be with you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the brand called You Videocast and Podcast, a platform that brings you knowledge, experience and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Do visit our website www.tbcy.in to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals. You can also follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Just search for the brand called You.